He is the key to knowledge, the wellspring to wisdom, the doorway to deliverance, the pathway to peace, the roadway to righteousness, the highway of holiness. He is the gateway of glory. Do you know him? You're listening to the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast. We're growing men who fear the Lord, but do not fear their identity in Christ. The enemy is hard at work in our fallen world. So come on, join us in fighting for the restoration of men's hearts through the church, the word, and our risen Savior, Jesus. Welcome back to Rediscovering Biblical Manhood, our 51st episode. Wow, I can't believe it. Chica, how does that hit you? Man, where did we start this? Was it like a year and a half, two years ago now? I mean, every week when we try and get together, I just smile because I'm like, we're still here and there's still plenty of flavor and spirit in us. So let's go. It was actually June of 2021 was episode one. I remember because we were on a family vacation when our test pilot dropped and I listened to it a couple of times in the Great Wolf Lodge up in in Pittsburgh or somewhere in Pennsylvania. Excellent. Well, congratulations, Jay, and a shout out to our listeners and our new brothers and sisters that continue to join and and pass the message through this podcast onto other brothers and sisters within their circles. Yeah, 5,000. I think we've crossed the 5,000 listener mark, which is pretty exciting. So like we always pray around here, just a couple of guys trying to grow in our relationship with Jesus, and we're having you listen in on our conversation. So we hope and pray that it's helpful. If it's not, you shouldn't listen. If it is, keep hanging out with us. Well, let's pray and praise in in that regard. So, Heavenly Father, this is yours. You know, we bring this completely under your authority. And to all the brothers and sisters that are listening, Lord, we just ask that this continues to bless them in whatever capacity they need. And that today's episode, as um, foundational as it may be for Jay and I, that it also starts to build a foundation in their lives as we continue to walk with you day by day. We love you very much. And it's in your son, Jesus's name that we pray. Amen. 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 Well, today we are going to talk about 2023, preparing for the new year, and what is your foundation built on? So this time of year, I learned a number of years back uh, to start praying for the upcoming year, looking for a theme for the year. And, And I learned from through some podcasts and some books, you know, praying for some words, praying for a phrase, praying for a theme for an upcoming year and Jesus will give it to you. And we've talked a little bit about it on this podcast. You know, in 2019, I actually did this at the end of 2019 and got a theme for the whole next decade from Jesus. And then and then each of the words I had for the year 2020, 2021, 2022, the words or phrases have totally played out that way. But sometimes you can't understand it at the beginning of a year. And And then at the end of the year, you look back and you're like, oh, that's what you wanted to do. But a big part of that is consecration. And so when you consecrate something to Jesus, when you consecrate something to the Lord, you're saying, Lord, this is yours. I'm dedicating this to you. And so a big part of, you know, praying for a theme, praying for words, thinking about what is coming up in the next year is ultimately about knowing your foundation is built on Jesus, consecrating the upcoming year to Jesus so that he can do what he wants to do from you, through you, and you don't get distracted by what you might want to do for you. Jay, I love that. And I've learned so much walking with you, especially these last three years. And listeners, you don't know this, but Jay and I are actually looking at each other through a video right now as we record. And Jay, I've got a special reveal that I just found on my desk here. Here is the postcards from 2020, 
2021 and 2022 of our words and our walk oh my uh, on, this, on this very topic. So I just found that. I was like, wow, that's cool. Um, Jay, <laughs> do you mind if I share with the listeners right now what this 2022 word was for me? Maybe you can do the same and maybe back one more year just yeah. so that we bring this to reality. So as I stare off this note card and, and you know, especially at the first quarter one, quarter two, this was now looking back in retrospective, Jay, massive. Uh, my word for 2022 was submit, submit, submit. Um, do you remember yours? Well, of course you do. Redemption. Yeah, it's right here in blue and white, blue and white. And then uh, in 2021, mine was filter. And mm. I didn't know what that meant. And as at the reflection at the end of last year, as we spoke through this, I believe that it was around my language, the filter of my language, and more so the filter of my thoughts. And what was yours for 2021? Healing. Absolutely. So, so, so good. And, and the, the healing piece in this, listeners, is what we're trying to set up as we continue to pray through this Christmas season as to when the new year drops, is what is going to be the word that we almost have as that centerpiece, that cornerstone, that foundation, um, that no matter what's happening throughout the year, we come back to that and weave that through all of our prayers and walk throughout the year. Yeah. And, you know, thinking about those words. So back in late 2019, early 2020, I started praying for a different kind of marriage and, and that actually created some friction. And my wife and I went through a lot of work together the last few years. And as God was walking out those words, you know, sometimes you don't understand, like when I got the word healing, I'm like healing, I'm not sick. Like, what, what do I, but there was a lot of healing that went on in our marriage that my wife and I didn't even know we needed to do. We've been married quite a long time. and then. When I got the word for 2022, redemption, I'm like, what does that mean? And, you know, our marriage has really been redeemed mm. this year and it's in the best place it's ever been. And I've known my wife since she has just barely turned 14. I had just barely turned 16 when we met. And so I've known her for quite a long time. And, and to be able to say like our relationship is in the best place it's ever been. And so, you know, the last couple of years, I, I had all these things I wanted to do professionally and this and that, and God took our marriage on a journey to take us to a deeper level. Chica will remember this. We read this book uh, at the beginning of the pandemic called Becoming a King. And in the end of this book, he had this whole page on marriages and these kind of, I remember read, reading it with Chica, we were doing a group study and I'm like, I want that kind of a marriage. And I took it to my counselor and I was showing it to people I'm like, I want this kind of, be careful what you pray for. <laughs> because we had, we had to go back through some stuff that came up to get healing that I wasn't expecting to get to today where I can go, oh my gosh, I've got that kind of marriage. But that was a tough three years. I love that, Jay. And I've been on this walk with you. And um, listeners, for, for those of you that can relate, maybe some of you are not married. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with some scripture right now. And Jay, as we wade into this a little further, um, let's go back to 1 Corinthians 3, 10 through 15, or maybe just 10 through 13. So it says, according to the grace of God was given to me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed on how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, with it, which is Jesus Christ. So if we pause there, for me, Jay, that speaks to Jesus Christ is the bedrock. Jesus Christ is to which we anchor everything to. Talk me through how that connects to what we're talking about with this word. You know, when you build a house, I always like to ask people in business, hey, what's the first thing you do when you build a house? And you get a lot of different answers. 
Uh, but the first thing you see them do is dig a hole. <laughs> they dig a hole. And then they go in there and they start to lay pipe and rebar and other things. And then they pour a foundation. You know, Jesus is like the substrate. He's like the deeper than the foundation. You know, he's like the bedrock, the cornerstone, right? And if that's not what your life is built on and you're a believer, then everything you do will be striving. So a big part of being able to consecrate a year, get words, really understanding where am I and who am I in Christ? And am I, is my life actually built on that? And, and so I think a very helpful exercise for me has always been to take a step back and go, Jesus, where is my life not? Uh, Chica, you gave me a prayer months back that I've been praying for months, which is what needs to change in me? And, you know, this has been a really difficult year for me professionally. I took a new role early in the year. I was very excited. It just hasn't, it just hasn't turned out. It has not panned out the way I imagined it would. But I've been able to grow deeper with Jesus through this because I've had to choose, am I going to try to spin out of this thing on my own power? Oh, boy. Or, God, what do you have for me in this assignment? Why am I here? You know, not, why did you put me here, God? Because I really felt like the Lord told me to go. And I went back and read my journal, and it was there. We were praying. And God has been revealing all these things, and I've gotten all this maturity and growth. And now my foundation is even stronger on him than it was a year ago when I was in a hundred times better place professionally a year ago. Jay, it's, it's refreshing to hear, hear that. I mean, we've been speaking just this week and that's the first time I've heard you articulate it like that. That's really great. Um, let me take two steps back. Anchoring, anchoring to the foundation. If the foundation's Jesus and I'm a believer and I'm anchored to Jesus, what does that mean? And, and is that good works? Is that in my heart? Is that in my head? Like, what is the anchor? Because I, I think of to what you were just speaking, pouring the foundation, uh, the piping. I think I, I, I've seen Discovery Channel, you know, episodes of hurricane-proof houses that have the bolts and the studs nailed into the cement. Like, what, what does that mean as a believer? How am I anchored? Well, it's such a good question. You know, I was listening to this book last night, and he was going deep on this. And this is going to sound a little churchy, but look, we, we are trying to be biblical men, and you got to go back to the Word. John 14, 21 says, whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and will show myself. And so it kind of starts foundationally with, when you love the Lord, you obey his commands. And what are some of those commands? And a lot of people go to behavior stuff when you say that. But let's start with one of the first and greatest commands Jesus gives all over the Bible. Do not fear. Do not be anxious. You know, when we fear, when we're anxious, we're actually disobeying God. Mm. And that is sin. And, and God, we're not, we're not standing on him. And so like, like I, I've been struggling at work and, and we have this beautiful couple in our lives who, who prays with us. And we went and we, we did about three hours worth of praying. And my oh, kind of- Oh, pause it. Three hours of praying? Yeah. Uh, maybe that's a whole nother episode that we got to yeah. get to. Listeners, pay attention to that. Three it was, hours of praying. It was incredible. Actually, I looked at my watch after and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's been three hours. It felt like it was five minutes. Mm. But one of the powerful things that came out of that was they were trying to help us discern about my career and, and some things that were going on. And, and, you know, one of the things he, our, our, our the man in the relationship, gracious man, he had been praying for a couple of days before we got together. 
And as we sat down, he said, uh, no matter what comes out of this discussion, I've already heard from the Lord. I want to share with you. Do not worry about your finances. God has you in that. And I'm like, that was the way we started. Well, what has been a lot of my fear where I've been disobeying God? Ooh, I, I left this very secure job. I went and took this other kind of more dangerous role. And, I'm, and even though I don't have a financial crisis in my life today, you know, I'm very afraid. I'm very afraid. And so just that's a sin. And that blocks God from our life and takes us off our foundation. When I'm afraid about anything, I am not standing on the rock of Christ. I am standing in my flesh. And when I'm standing in my flesh, I'm in disobedience to God. And his blessings have a more difficult time flowing upon me. And when the floods arose, the stream beat against the house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. That was Luke 6. And, and what you're speaking to here is when the, when the waves and the, the winds come, that we shouldn't fret. We should just, because we are anchored, we should just smile and say, well, God's got me in this. But Jay, I know that you and I have both been through those periods over the last 12 months. It's difficult. It's really <laughs> tough. And in this culture, with everything that we have built up Western, Western wise around us, we're like, <gasps> I mean, is it the Netflix that goes first? Is it, do I sell the car? Because I've got to have that backing to sustain the lifestyle that we're expected to have and that my kids and wife and everything want to, you know, private school. Oh my goodness. Right. I, I have all of these thoughts. Just, ugh, it gives me gross uh, goosebumps coming back. Jay, how, how have you dealt with that? Because I know that there, there have been days, mornings we've spoken where that's not, that's not true. Oh it's, yeah. It's, it's really hard. It's brutally hard for a couple of reasons, right? One in America, to your point, we like the safe little life. We like that safe little life, right? Everything's okay. That's happiness. That's not joy. That's not security. That's that's fleeting, and and it could go away tomorrow. But we don't. We've had such a long, extended period of peace in this country. Um, we're a bit of a soft people in the Western world, and so when our safe little life gets shaken up, we get afraid. And I, I, it has. There have been some difficult mornings, right, Chica? We talk every morning on Marco Polo, and I have a long drive now, and you, you've seen it. You've seen the rawness of of how I'm trying to deal with that. And you know, for, for me. I've had to really submit, talk about your word submit. I've had to submit to being in the moment one day at a time, not, not giving over to the future because when we get there, we're out of Christ. Christ is in the moment and God is doing something today and we lose our hope and we go to our own flesh to try to fix and architect whatever we're doing. And that's when you're not walking with God. You know you're not walking with God when you're trying to architect your way out of something and, and not sitting back and asking Jesus, how do we get out of this, God? What's my next move? And Chica, that sounds very churchy and easy. It's brutally difficult to do. But here's the exciting part. And we know this in Revelation. If you ask, he's ready to answer. I've sat on this question for the last, uh, I want to say, half a week. I heard this, and I want to read it for the listeners. I think it's very powerful, Jay, just based on what you said. And that is, I believe in Jesus, but do I know him? And there's this quick little, you know, stanza from an African-American pastor called Shadrach Meshach Lockridge. Imagine having that cool name, right? Um, where, he, where he preached for almost an hour sermon on the wonder of Jesus. And just listeners, for a second, take a breath and allow these words to stir with your heart. He says, my king is the king. He is the key to knowledge, the wellspring to wisdom, the doorway to deliverance, the pathway to peace, the roadway to righteousness, 
the highway of holiness. He is the gateway of glory. Do you know him? Do you know him? Do you know him? Wow. Wow. I mean, that is, it is so fundamental to the Christian life, walking with God and just trusting. And yet in our distracted, crazy Western world, just listening to that, you're like, I don't know. Do I know? Do I know that Jesus? That's the Jesus I want to know. That's the Jesus of the Bible. That's the Jesus you find all across scripture as he's interacting with his friends and people are coming to him. It's the Jesus you see in the chosen. If you watch that, Mm. I think the chosen brings Jesus to life in such a real way in the way the gospels do. That's, that's who we want to walk with. And he wants to walk with you every day through the things you're going through. And the people listening to this podcast are going through all kinds of things, some professional, some personal, some both addiction, things we can't even imagine. You're all going through it. I think Chica's is asking the question, do you know Jesus and have you allowed him, allowed him to walk with you through this? Because we all know that he wants to, but he has to be invited to. God won't just butt in. And so coming back to our word then of foundation for 2023, Jay, could you walk us through and then I can add in my, or I can color in some of my colors as well. When you're thinking and praying about a word to represent your 2023, like walk me through your process. Yeah. So this started for me a couple of weeks ago and I've already gotten my words for 23, but Whoa, you already have it. I got them already. But you know, sometimes through the years, I've been doing this for eight or nine years now. And again, I didn't develop this. I got this from other people and she and I've been doing it for years. Um, sometimes it comes fast. Sometimes you have to sit with it. Uh, this year it came in two parts. It was two different words. One came really fast. And then another came when I was doing some listening prayer with my wife and the word actually came through her. So I have two separate words that are kind of themed out 2023 for me. And right now they don't make sense because if you look at the two words, you go, that's not how my life feels right now. Mm. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, Jesus. But I, and I sit with it for a couple of weeks and I ask the Lord to confirm it. And he'll confirm it through a movie, through words, through other people. So I, after I get my words, and some of them will come immediately, you'd be surprised, especially when you first start doing this, so gracious. It's like new believers. When they start praying, the Lord will answer a lot of your prayers right away when you're a new believer, just to cement your faith. And as you mature and your prayers get more about what they should be, right? Because new believers often pray things for ourselves. Look, people that have been believers a long time do that. But as you grow in maturity, which isn't necessarily how long you've been a believer, but the depth of your faith, you begin your prayers begin to be about not you, right? About right. It's, they become prayers of intercession. But that's what I do. I sit with Chica, I ask the Lord, and then I and I confirm it, and then I ask my spirit, like, is that is that right? Is that right? And and you can you can often feel it, and the Lord will confirm it. How do you do it? What's your process? Uh, it's it's quiet. You know, typically on my walks in the morning when I'm when I'm walking with the Lord, I'll be listening to a devotional or I'll be listening to um, some scripture or whatever it is. Uh, I've turned it off around this time of year. And I, usually it's next week. It's between what we would refer to as Boxing Day in Australia, the 26th to New Year's Day. Um, and luckily for me and my family, we've gone up into the mountains right before New Year's. So there's a little bit more quiet in my life. I'm not worried about work. And it's there where I kind of just sit. And I stare, I, I still remember 
up in Blue Ridge staring at the clouds. But to your point with prayer, 45 minutes later, you kind of come out of that zone. You're like, whoa. So what, 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 is, what have I downloaded there? And then I start thinking through the words that I may have heard. And then I sit with them for a couple of days. And I ask again, you know, is, is the word of um, filter what you're asking me to do, Lord? And what does that mean for you, Lord? And therefore, what does it mean for me? So that, that's kind of my process. It's a little bit more quiet and shutting off the world so that I can actually hear, which technically I probably should be doing a little bit more throughout the year as well, shutting it all down. Um, but to your point that we've spoken about in podcasts past, when you pull yourself out of the day-to-day and try and jump back in with the Lord, sometimes you need some some inspiration. So if that's devotionals or something, to get where you need to be. Yeah, so I think as we're coming to a close here, this is a great season at Chica's Point. The next week, look, the holidays are not easy for a lot of people. Holidays can bring up rough times. But for believers, this is a great time to sit back, shut it down, enjoy your family, but think about Jesus. Think about the upcoming year and ask yourself this question, or, or I would invite you, I would invite you to ask yourself the question that Chica and my wife and others challenged me to ask that I've been asking all year, Lord, where are you in my life? What needs to change in my life? Is my foundation built on you? And Jesus will answer. And then when you take that answer, then you can ask, okay, Jesus, what do we do with that? And if the answer is my, your foundation is not built on me, mm. okay, Jesus, what do I need to change to build my foundation on you? Keep the conversation going. What a great way to enter 2023. 2023, every believer can have hope going into every year. The, the, there's three great things at the end of First Corinthians, it says, faith, hope, and love. And our pastor, Chica and I go to the same church, was just preaching on that passage this past Sunday. And one of the things he says, he says, it's faith, hope, love. The greatest is love. Paul says the greatest is love, but hope is what links faith and love. And if love is Jesus, and faith is our spirit and our belief in Jesus, that hope we have in who he is, that's the link. So we can look, regardless of, what, regardless of what's going on in your life right now, you can. It's a biblical prayer. If your life is built on the foundation of Christ, you can have hope entering into 2023 that the Lord will move in your life, regardless of what Amen. Amen. Jesus is the chief cornerstone, I believe it says in in Psalms. The stone in which the builders rejected became the chief cornerstone in Jesus. So our prayers are for you this week. Uh, Jay and I will continue to to lean in for the listeners. I ask you uh, to consider leaning in for a word into 2023. And I know that Jay's already found his, but walk with me, listeners, and we'll pick this up uh, in the coming episodes to see what I land on. Uh, But may you have a wonderful week and... May we bless, or sorry, may the Lord continue to bless you with a firm foundation over this Christmas season. Amen.